Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry What the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. I'm sorry, what? It's just like I showed up at your front door, bottle of wine in hand with 30 minutes of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? I'm sorry, what? We're just here to talk about all those moments that make you really question what's going on in life. Like, why are you hung up over Brad from Bumble? How did Kylie get pregnant again? And, you know, why are you living at home at the ripe age of 29? (laughs) Or is that just me? I'm sorry, what? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry About the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek. <laughs> I'm Ashley Sleek. Sorry, I just hit my um, my nice gold straw in my uh, clear mason jar full of water because she's 100% that bitch, um, that basic ass white bitch. But <laughs> hi, welcome to a special Thirsty Thursday episode of the podcast, although I realize I'm not even drinking. Like... <laughs> Who is she? But I think I did enough drinking this weekend uh, to suffice for Thirsty Thursday. Basically, what happened is that your girl cannot hang. Here's the thing. I'm pushing 30. All right. We're we're admitting it. We're here. We're living the life. And uh, I turned 30 in a couple months here. And the recovery process from three days of drinking straight is just not what it used to be, you know? So I was struggling. I wasn't feeling good. It was also my period. And here's the thing, like, I don't know how many of you out there have like lupus or fibromyalgia or Crohn's, one of my many illnesses. Um, You know, I hope you don't. But if you do, I don't know if your periods are like as bad as mine are, but they are so painful. And I'm so glad I got mine literally on Monday, like Monday night when I got home from Jenna's bachelorette party, which, hi, hello, if you're new to the podcast, um, welcome to I'm Sorry What. We have no shame in the game. We talk about periods. And I was at a bachelorette party this weekend, and obviously I'll get into that later. It was so fun. Um, but anyways, I, uh, yeah, my period was just really painful, and I was like, you know what? I don't even think I can, like, form some sentences together right now, so... Let me just debut the Thirsty Thursday episode of the podcast. And I keep saying it. And now I feel like I should be drinking. And like maybe one beer would make me feel better. I'm just going to grab one beer. Just like one beer. Hold on. I'm like so embarrassed to show this on the camera, but it was hella frothy, which I think I pride myself on pouring like a really good beer, you know? And this was just like not it. But honestly, that was a vibe. I feel like... Thursday, Thursday episode, gotta have some drinks. I am drinking the Watermelon Wheat 21st Amendment Brewery beer. You know, I work, my office job is in San Leandro, so shout out to the East Bay on this one. The problem is, is that I don't think I'm gonna have a lot of time to edit the podcast because it's already 8 p.m. when I'm recording on Wednesday, so... You might hear me drinking during this, but you know what? It's fine. We're just having a casual beer together. It's fine. It's a Wednesday. I'm drinking from one of my many wedding mugs, and this is one of my favorite because it has a handle. So this is from my friend Madison and Vincent's Townstead. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Wedding back in 2018. Like, holy shit. Like, how different was life in 2018? Like, we didn't have COVID. You know what I mean? I was living in Oregon. I remember because I flew home for this wedding. Um, I was like still dating Jimmy. You guys, I remember seeing pictures from this wedding. And listen, I am always on a fitness journey. But wow, like I remember putting on that same pink dress that I wore in like a like maybe a not even a year. I feel like it might have been six months later, like once I moved home from Oregon. And it was like a completely different dress. Like she was not looking good during that time. That was like pure peak Oregon depression season. Mm. It was not cute. And it was like this era that I was posting the weirdest shit on Instagram because this was before TikTok, right? But I'm, I don't know if TikTok existed because honestly, as far as I'm concerned, didn't exist until 2020. But this was like this weird time where I feel like the videos that I was posting on Instagram probably would have done really well on TikTok, but I can't say that TikTok was ready for it. It was literally just like, there were mini vlogs. It was me going through my life, talking. I look like fucking ass in every video. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, mm, I do still look like ass in a lot of my videos. Like I never seem to get dressed for the occasion. But when I do get dressed, I try to take like 
so much content because I'm like, I am not going to be looking like this for much longer. But anyways, I remember that I did this video. I, it's like grained in my mind. I bet you if you're like feel stalkery, I don't think I took it down. But I think I did like a food res- review back then. I was doing um, HelloFresh or something and I kept fucking up every meal. Like somebody come get her status. It was like really, really bad. And (laughs) I did this video and I knew I looked like shit, but I for some reason thought this was going to make me look like less shit. I put on like a 49er shirt that was too small for me at that point. Like when I got this shirt, it's one of my favorites, though, and I still have it, even though we're not supposed to keep like gold shirts and whatever, because body positivity. And I understand that. However, if I could fit in the shirt again, I'd be such a happy girl. It was so cute. It was a Lagunitas T-shirt. It was 49 49er style. So it had like it was red. It said Lagunitas on it. There was like little stripes on the sleeve. It was so fucking cute and I loved it. And I don't think Lagunitas makes it anymore. So I ha- I only have my skinny bitch size and I was not a skinny bitch at that time. And then I thought the perfect pairing for that was for me to put my hair in this high bun and put a visor on. And I was like, oh, this is going to solve. You know what? This is going to make me not look like ass. Sometimes I look back on my fashion choices and I was like, you know what? She was trying. She was being unique. She was trying to have a moment. And then other times I'm like, how was no one coming to get her at that time in my life? And this is also when I had bangs. And hear me out. I still think I could rock bangs. I just think that bangs in my blonde era was not it. I feel like that was the weirdest look like it was my hair was platinum, platinum blonde. It's like hard for me to even remember that my hair got that blonde because a lot of it, it was more like balayage and stuff. But this was like fucking platinum. And I had these platinum blings and I was white as fuck. Like obviously I'm already white, but paired with the organ. It's not that organ wasn't sunny. It's that I was depressed and wasn't going outside. And I already had to hear this weekend about how white my fucking legs are. And I don't know if I'm ever going to recover from that comment. We'll talk about it later. God, seeing those videos, it was it was just rough. That being said, I still think it would have done mildly okay on TikTok. <laughs> you guys, I wanted to start drinking this beer and then I, I, I have to power through because it's like really hard to talk while I'm drinking it. But also because like I said, I don't think I have time to edit the podcast, but who knows? Also, okay, so I've been doing a lot of late night, not late night. By late night, I mean, I've been staying up past 9.30 p.m. and watching some shows. I've been binge watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I thought I had already watched the whole thing. But then I'm seeing episodes and I'm like, oh, wait, like, I don't remember that. But and it's sporadic, too. It's not just like one season that I'm missing. I'm like, oh, I'm missing that episode in that season. You know what I mean? But anyways, I'm realizing, you know, when you watch a show and you're like, oh, this is my character, especially if you watch like maybe you're not a narcissist. Maybe you don't do this. I don't know. Please tell me you do. So I feel normal. But I always try to find the character that I think I'm the most like new girl. It's a tough tie. I definitely think I have a lot of Jess qualities, but I also think that I'm a low key Schmidt. And then when I was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I feel like those characters combined to make Charles Boyle. And if you watch the show and you know what I'm talking about. I realized that I am the Charles Boyle of my life. I don't know. I'm not mad about it. He's a great supporting character. However, I do think I'm supposed to be the main character. And yet I am definitely living my life as Charles Boyle. Here's if you've never watched the show, Charles Boyle is like the most loyal. He's Jake Peralta, who's the star of the show's like best, best friend. And he gets so overly hyped about everything Jake does. And I was like, Holy shit. And this especially came true to me when Jake gets a spoiler alert. Okay, Jake ends up getting with Amy and Charles Boyle is so fucking involved in the relationship. And when they get pregnant, he like cries a bunch or like he like wakes up in the night. He's like, it's happened. Like, I know I know they're pregnant or some shit like that. And I feel like the level of crazy supportive friend that I am is so aligned with Charles Boyle. And it was this was a big like moment for me where I was like, oh, I'm Charles Boyle. And some people might watch the show and think he's annoying. And I watch a show and I'm like, this guy's a two. This guy's an Enneagram two. And I fuck with it. Now, watching the show, I can confirm I don't think I could be with another Enneagram two. I think I think I do deserve the love that I put out. I just don't think it should come back in the same way. If that makes sense. Like, I want somebody to love me as much as I love them for sure. 
I just don't know if I need the same intensity. You know what I mean? I think two crazy love Ashleys in this world meeting each other and getting together would be a lot. You know? That being said, not getting broken up with over text message or being in a five-year relationship with a guy who didn't give a shit about, like, moving on with me. Those things I also would not like. Um, But, yeah, anyways, so she's just going to finish her beer now. Okay, I didn't finish it, but I tried. Anyways, okay, let's talk about... um, Jenna's bachelorette party. So in case you don't know, um, I am a seasoned veteran at bachelorette parties, I would say now. And this had to be, I think I've had fun at every single bachelorette party I've ever been on. Like literally, I cannot, I honest to God, I know people are like, you got to be just saying this. Like, no, I honestly to God can sit here and tell you that I have enjoyed every bachelorette party that I've went on. They've all had their strengths. And they've all been really fun. And I had one of the best weekends of of my life down there in San Diego this weekend. Jenna um, has been one of my best friends since we were in middle school. And I talked a lot about her on the 100th episode of the podcast. She saved my life, you know, when not a lot of people had my back and wanted to be my friend when I was 16 years old, like 15, 16. She was there. And, you know... I am so glad that we are still friends. I literally asked her this weekend. I was like, how many people do you know that are like still friends? Because her best friend from preschool was there, too. And I'm like, how many people do you know that are still friends with their like preschool best friend and their middle school best friend? Because like I do not know a lot of people that stay friends. And that's not to say like other people suck, but it's just like a it's a testament to who she is. And it was so cool to get to be there to support her. And I felt so special to be there. So all the sentiment aside, it was just like such a good time. And so first night we get in Friday, we decided to do Mean Girls Night. So um, Jenna and her sister Gabby, who was a maid of honor, Slade, um, they told us to all pick a Mean Girls character. And I was literally like, this text came out. I think I was, it wasn't the same day as Aaron's wedding, but like, I think it was the rehearsal or something. And I happened to look at my phone at the moment and I was like, I got to act fast because I want an outfit that I already like, I could execute easily. And I was like, I want to be Karen. I'm a mouse duh. I was like, this is it for me. I love Karen. I'm going to do this. So anyways, I ended up, doing Karen I'm mouse duh and here's the deal was we did one of those fun TikToks where it's like I'm Karen and I think Katie's gonna get the drunkest tonight you know what I mean and I got a couple votes and then like throughout the night obviously I was not the drunkest and they were like I feel disappointed that I chose you and you're not drinking and I was like here's the deal that's because you don't know Smashly And here's the thing. Smashly will come out to play. But she you're thinking of like college Smashly. He probably would have been the drunkest on a Friday night. But you have to think push in 30 Smashly and she will be the drunkest on Sunday because that bitch loves brunch. Okay, so it was really fun. We went out for Mean Girls. I felt like I was back in college because we went to all these bars and clubs and we're dancing. It was a great time. Um, I love the gas lamp. It was really fun to be back there. Um, My ex, Jimmy, and I spent a lot of time there. And I was telling my mom today, I was like, you know, um, and this is just like a side breakup note, and then we're going to get back into it. But I think it was like this important thing that could help people. This is why I like to talk about my breakups on the podcast. One thing is it helps me heal. And I don't want it to sound like this whole desperate, clingy things like I'm holding on to the past. That's not really what it is. It's more like I realize as I get older that I learn things and... It just really like, I don't know, it just it helps me get through. So if I can teach the people who listen to my podcast something about breakups that maybe they didn't realize, whatever will help. Anyways, you don't even know why I say things. I just feel the need to explain it to you any fucking ways. So when I was down in San Diego, we went to a lot of places that Jimmy and I had been to while we were dating, because honestly, I kind of felt like I was growing up where the only place we vacationed was Tahoe. When I was with Jimmy, like the only place we vacationed was San Diego and we would go at least usually we definitely go every February and then I think we'd try to go like another time a year and like I said we were together for five years so um 
we went a lot of places there. And what I was thinking about was how I was telling these stories and it didn't feel I was I was embarrassed because I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like talking about him so much. And I was like, I'm not like this desperate girl who's like, oh, my God, I miss my ex so much, which, by the way, it's fine if you're that desperate bitch because same sometimes but not about Jimmy. It wasn't about it wasn't about that. I was looking back on these memories like so fondly. And that was so nice because I think like there was so much of the time that I looked back on Jimmy and I's relationship and I fucking hated him. Like I really, truly like my heart. All I could see was like this guy broke my heart and it still pisses me off. You know what I mean? Like there were still things that happened that made me angry. But it's more that I'm like disappointed that that all went down. But it was more now like, you know, that was such a good time in my life because it's easy for me to look back at the Jimmy era and be like, this was the worst time of my life because a lot of sh- bad shit went down during this time, like extreme depression, all this stuff. Right. But it was nice to look back at these good moments. And I was like, God, I'm so glad we did this. I'm so glad I have these memories, even though we didn't work out. I'm so glad that we found each other. And I feel like we spent five years growing together. Some of us more than others, but you had to throw in a little shade. But I'm so I mean, that's it. Just it. That's why we broke up. It's like I was growing faster than he was. And we weren't growing at the same pace anymore. And that's it. And it's nice to be able to look back at that relationship and be able to say that and not feel bitter. And I think the thing about like the Scotland breakup is that I tried so hard to get to this point before I could experience all the other emotions. So I was like pushing myself to be like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I understand why we broke up and I understand like all this stuff that I feel like I didn't really get to go through the process. I was like preventing myself because at the end of the day, I realized that like the reason I was trying to prevent myself from going down the same hate breakup path of like the five stages of grief or whatever was because I just didn't want to be wrong. I didn't want to be like I picked the wrong guy again. I didn't want to feel like I fucked up and I fell in love and it was stupid and I got my heart broken and he was the wrong guy. So I just tried to skip to the end of like, no, I understand. I'm so happy we were together, which I do feel that way. But I think in order for me to heal and move on, I needed to feel all those other emotions. So it was like this really great realization. And like, we love a fucking spiritual come to moment in the middle of a bachelorette party. Um, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I had that more when I was home. Like when I was here and I was like looking back and I was thinking, because obviously, you know me, I'm an anxious bitch. I just spilled beer on myself, but it's fine. Um, I'm an anxious bitch. So constantly, like whenever I do something fun, my brain's like, somebody hates you. Everybody hates you. You know what I mean? Like, that's my Vecna. And yes, I watched the last Stranger Things and like, I'm not going to get into it because spoilers. Um, But I did watch it. And every time I have fun, my brain's like, everybody fucking hated you. Like they talk about um, what do they call drunk anxiety? anxiety or something like your hangover anxiety. And I'm like, everybody thought you were so fucking annoying because you kept bringing up Jimmy and everybody hated you. It's like, no, they didn't. But my brain's like, yes, they did. So (laughs) anyways, so when I was thinking about all this, I was like, no, like everything happens for a Riesling, as we know. And I feel like this was like a really good moment for me. Circle up. So anyways, back to the batch. As I mentioned, Sunday, Saturday was really fun, too. We went to um, we went on a boat tour. It was super fun. Um, And then we went and had dinner out and uh, we went to this nice Italian place. The men there were like chef's kiss. It was really, really delicious and fun. And then we went out, excuse me, we went out again. And this was our uh, black dress night. And we got all these sashes and I have to tell you guys, (laughs) I feel bad about this. I do and I don't, okay? So here's the thing. So we have those sashes that, you know, I love. I don't give a fuck how basic you think some certain bachelorette shit is. There are things that like I cannot live without. The bachelorette sashes are it for me. I like the fact that we're in unison. I love seeing what the bride picks for her friends because they're all like hot mess, sexy and single, you know, all these things. And so I went to 
so Jenna's sister lives like down the street from me basically now, which is amazing. And so I went to her house before with, with Jenna before we flew out in Kelsey and um, she was picking our sashes and she's like, oh, I pictures and it was selfie queen. And listen, that's a good option for me. I take a lot of pictures of myself, but I just felt like the real estate there, what there was more options for me. So she was I was like, I mean, she's like, you're here so you can pick yours if you want. And I was like, listen, hot mess is still on the table and we're going to go for selfie queen. I just feel like an opportunity is here and we shouldn't ignore it. As somebody who constantly describes himself as a hot mess express, this was it for me. And I don't, I'm not super good at taking a lot of pictures when I'm out. And I felt like that title doesn't like super, I'm good at taking pictures of the bride because I get excited. But once I get drunk, it's like, I'm either, I'm either taking a hundred pictures or I'm taking none. And there's like really no in between. But I felt like hot mess. And listen, this was my first, not my first, I'm sure. My brides are like rolling their eyes right now. They're like, this is not your first diva moment in a wedding. But it was. I was like, listen, selfie queen, no, hot mess in. And I rocked that sash. I was like, I own this, you know? I needed it definitely on Sunday because she was a hot mess. So anyways, going out was so fun. I loved I loved dropping it low. Uh, it was, it was just like the best time. So then Sunday we went to drag brunch with bottomless samosas. And like, if you're looking for Smashley's kryptonite, if you're trying to like, if you're like holding a treat and you're trying to get Smashley out of her cage, if there's two things that you're like dangling in front of Smashley and you're like, bitch, it's your time. Let's get fucked up. Drags. Mimosas. Like. Bottomless mimosa brunch will do it all on its own. But you add the drag show. I was living for it. And then we continued by going to a brewery. And I was like, chef's kiss. Because for me in San Diego, like I have to stop in a ballast point. Obviously, it wasn't my trip. So if we did it, it was fine. But it would it would have been fine. I wouldn't I wouldn't have complained. It still would have been an amazing trip. That being said, I was so excited that we did. I love it. I was like living my best. And I had made Jenna a checklist, like a bar checklist. And I kept forgetting to bring it to the bars. So we did it this day. And one of them was like to find a bachelor party. So there was this big group of guys. And Jenna's like, I need a bachelor party. Or she's like, and one was like, take it. I think it was take a picture with a bachelor party and like, like do a shot with a groom or something. And she was like, I need at least like, is it okay if it's just someone getting married? And I was like, I'll find you a groom. So I was like, there is a sausage fest happening right in front of us. I will walk into it and just ask. So I walk in, I'm like, hello, is any of you getting married? And then turns out it was a huge bachelor party from Arizona. And I was like, we fucking scored. So then I was chatting with this one guy and I was like, what's the situation on your bachelor party? And he's like, well, I'm single. This guy's single and that guy's single. And I was like, that's hilarious. It wasn't what I was asking. I meant more like, how do you know the groom? But thank you for giving me the rundown. We also have some single bitches. I am one of them. Um, so great to meet you. Listen, if this is how you do it single to singles these days, I'm into it. So Anyways, plaid shirt guy, um, not to be confused with a couple like college plaid shirt guys from the past. Uh, He was super cute, super sweet. And so they were going to another bar. So I was like, let me give you my number. And I was so proud of her for being so bold. I was like, smashly, you dog. She still got it. So I gave him my number. And then something so exciting happened. So friend of the podcast, Bessie of the podcast, George, texted me and he's like I am 900 feet from you right now and they do live in LA and he told me he was going to be in San Diego but I was like what are the chances that we see each other so obviously it happened I'm excited I run down the street I go see them obviously with Eloy with husband Eloy and then some of George's family members who were at if you remember way back in the day like record yourself back I was a maid of honor for a girlfriend of mine named Haley I was in her wedding her um, has now husband is friends with some of two of George's 
nephews. And so I was super excited. They were there, too. So we did like a sake shot. And then I went rolling with the girls. Uh, we ran the guy from the bachelor party did not text me. And I was like, OK, whatever. But we saw them. They were like sitting down eating at the restaurant that they told us to go to. But like, we don't need food. We just need alcohol. So anyways, we didn't stop in. Jenna like called them out and she was like, oh, my God, hi. And then I was like, oh, remember that time you didn't text me? And I was like, it's cool, though. You know, I was like, I don't need to be crazy about it. It's like your loss. Like, we don't need you, but we do bring the party. You know what I mean? Uh, Smashly. Two doesn't shut up. So anyway, uh, <laughs> we then go out to like another. It was definitely a restaurant. Like people were eating and we were just at the bar partying. And by the way, this was the night we were like, OK, Sunday night. We're just going to have like pizzas in the hotel. Super casual. I think we we're supposed to be back at like five. And listen, normally I'm the first bitch to be like, let's just drink at home. However, Smashly was like, let's party. So we went to the bar. It was super fun. And then we go back to the gas lamp. We go to another bar. These guys show up and I find out that the cute guy with the plaid shirt has a girlfriend. And I'm like, what the fuck, bitch? So they're like, I'm like, this guy's so cute, blah, blah, blah. And come to find out, he's like, someone, one of the girls comes up to me. She's like, I was talking to Plaid shirt and he's got a girlfriend. And I was like, the fucking betrayal. I was like, he said he was single. So I went up to him and I was like, you're in a relationship. And I was like, <laughs> and he's like, I'm in an on again, off again relationship. And suddenly, sorry, dad, suddenly the fuck me switch turned off and the hot goss switch turned on and I was like tell me everything I like literally adjusted I was like okay like she doesn't need to look hot anymore we're in for the tea so I'm like tell me and he is like she wants to get married and I don't and I was like oh see honey we never would have worked you need to understand this is a husband hunt okay so I was like this guy wasn't for me anyways but I was like how old are you and he was like 28 and I was like I mean, that's a fair age to want to get married. You know what I mean? So I said, let her go. I was like, let her go. If you don't think you want to get married, do not string her along. Let her find what she wants. And I was like, listen, it is totally okay for you to be 28 and not want to get married and want to figure your shit out. But if that's something she wants, you have to let her go. And I was like, and if the universe, if you guys are meant to be together, you will you will find your way back. But I was like stringing her along because he's like, we break up and then we get back together. And it was going on for six years. You guys, I'm annoyed with myself after the six months of like Scott texting me and not texting me like all that shit. And I was like, these fuckers have been doing that for six months. Oh, my goodness. Like, uh -uh. and we're not even on again, off again. I don't even have that fun part of it. It's just like the texting, not texting shit. And yet and listen, I'm not I'm not shitting on anyone. OK, I'm just saying that this fucker was in a six year on again, off again relationship. And I was like, let a bitch go. I was like, let a bitch go. Like sh as someone who like is all like 29 pushing 30 as someone who's 29 and looking fine, I, I cannot wait to get married. And if this girl's 28, like get it straight and let her do her thing. I don't know. Once I said 28, I was like, fuck, I need to rhyme. I'm stressed. And, you know, I was just like, let her fucking go. And then I moved on to like do shots and hang out with the other guys. I didn't by do shots. I mean, like I someone handed me a shot and I passed it off to somebody else. I took like a sip of tequila and was like, oh, it's not. That's one thing I can't I really can't do anymore is take shots. And, I, and I'm sad about it. I will pour all the shots. And I did. I did. I will buy the whole table shots and look away. As I don't take one. <laughs> it's called um, being a pusher. OK, I'm a pusher, Katie. I push people. Uh, any, anywho. So it was just a really good time. Such a fun group of girls, too. I have to say it was just it was just so much fun seeing everyone just like come together, ready to drink and have a good time and celebrate Jenna. And that's all I could have wished for for her. And, you know, it was just really like a good fucking time. Also, it was nice to remember, like, I sometimes I get really anxious about drinking because there was like this good chunk of time. I want to say in like 2019, might have been 2018, speaking of 2018, where I wasn't like a very fun drunk. I was like. Either crying or yelling, 
you know? And so now sometimes I get nervous to get drunk because I don't think I'm going to be fun. And it was a nice remembrance that, like, Smashley's a good fucking time. I have a picture of me just on the floor in the hotel room. And I remember it was because I had heard a couple talking and when I was in the elevator. And so I got out of the elevator and I army crawled. Or, like, it might have not been a couple. It might have just been, like, two people talking and I wanted to hear the tea. And I, like, army crawled to listen, like, to what was going down. And I was like, you're fucking crazy. You psychotic bitch, but I love it. It's like anything for some tea, you know? And I'm sure I'm missing, like, so many good stories from the batch because it was just, like, so fun. Um, but, you know, I just, like, I can't even. And I, and I literally cannot recommend enough a fun drag brunch for your bachelorette party. It was, like, such a good time. Really, at every turn, Friday was fun. All the dinners were delicious. The boat was great. It was just, it was a really good time. And then, okay, so, well, one thing about me being drunk, though, is I still have to say, like, I have no fucking chill when it comes to, like, being there for a bride. So I got, like, separated from the group at one point, And I feel so bad for the girls who were with me because they were just, like, fine. And I wasn't. I was like, we have to get to the bar. I was like, I don't remember what happened. Oh, I think one of the girls I was with was like riding a scooter. So she was trying to like put it away. And I was like, no, we are late. Like we are not with the pack. We need to be with the bride. And listen, I know that's like crazy of me. Like I hate being late. And when there's a schedule, I like need to be on time. But it's just like I've been a maid of honor before. And I know how like you're wrangling all these girls. There was like 13 of us. They're like, you're wrangling all these girls. And when you're missing somebody, it's hard to chill. Like, at least for me. And I, I still had no chill. So drunk. So, so Smashley was fun, but she was still herself, which was like batshit fucking crazy. And I, I love that for me. But OK, on my flight home. In the best way possible. On my flight home, um, there was a couple fighting at the bar next to me. First of all, the San Diego airport is fucking shit. I had to go through security twice. I don't understand it. I go through security. I was flying Southwest and I'm like, okay. And then I get inside the whatever behind security. And suddenly there's like, there's no one, there's no, my gate's not there. My like gate's missing in action. And then there was a sign that was like gates 11 through 20 this way. So I like follow the gate, the sign and security's like, are you okay, ma'am? And I was like, I'm just trying to find my gate. I was like, it's 15. He's like right through here. I had to go through another fucking security. I went through security twice and they didn't have clear, which I got on the vocal family plan for clear. And I used it on my flight in. And I was like, yes, ma'am. It was like seven in the morning after drinking all day and they really couldn't just like not make me go through security and because I was saving room in my suitcase I wore my tie-up shoes because my slip-in shoes didn't go with my outfits so I had to tie I had to tie my shoes twice and that was super annoying but anyways that's not the fun point the fun point is that the couple next to me was fighting I finally get into and get a bar into the bar because if there's one thing about me and flying I'm always gonna get there early and I'm always gonna find a mimosa like, so I had a mimosa and a breakfast burrito. And I was like, I got this. We're going to like, we're not going to yak. We, we're going to get through this. And there was a couple fucking fighting next to me. And I was like, T, obviously. I was like, no headphones, just like living my best. And here's the deal. So they were fighting because, and, and obviously I was listening to the whole thing. And basically, like this guy was gaslighting like it was his fucking job. Like he was getting paid Elon Musk dollars for this fucking gaslighting shit. And it was pissing me off so much. And I was like, don't get involved. It's not your relationship. You can't do that. But anyways, I think she like found something on his phone and he was going with the whole like, then why were you looking at my phone? You need to trust me thing. And I'm like, listen, the minute, the minute that she finds something on your phone, your whole, why don't you trust me? Don't look at my phone argument goes out the window. It's no longer valid. Use a new argument because your ass got caught. So too bad. And he just like, I don't think I heard this bitch say more than a couple words. And then he gets a shot of Tito's. I was like, it's fucking seven in the morning and you're yelling. I just wanted to like sit and they're whisper fighting. And I have to say one thing like, listen, I every relationship fights. I think it's important. I think it's healthy. OK, I think it's normal. I 
do not miss whisper fighting in public. I like saw my past with my very fucking eyes. And I was like, I know Taylor said, like, I'm screaming and fighting and kissing in the rain. And it's 2 a.m. and I'm cursing your name. But I was like, do you? Because I, I don't miss that. I mean, like I said, arguments are important. And I, and I love a good healthy fight. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But I was like the whisper fighting at the bar. So then the best part was this other lady comes and sits next to me at some point. So then our waitress. So then they get up and leave. And then our waitress is like, I'm just struggling today. I'm so hungover. And I was like, babe, I hear you. I was at a bachelorette party. Flash her my Sergio stamp because literally um, the maid of honor goddess tattoos with the groom's face on it. His name is Sergio. They said power surge on them. They were fucking incredible. So anyways, I was like, flash her my tattoo because obviously I haven't showered yet. And so... Um, <laughs> So then the girl next to me is talking about how she's doing like 48 hours in Vegas or something fucking insane like that. And I was like, so did you hear the couple next to us fighting? And she's like, I heard something. And I was like, well, I listened to the whole thing and I'm dying to tell somebody. (laughs) I was literally looking at my phone. I was like, who the fuck is up right now? It was one of the times like there are these times that I really obviously miss having a boyfriend. And one of them is just like waking your boyfriend up at any fucking time to tell them a story because you can. And I was like, oh, my God, like, ugh. I want to call someone and wake them up at seven in the morning and tell them the story. So anyways, I told I told her she was cracking up that I like could tell her the story about these people's relationship. And I was like, listen, I have a podcast. It's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, it was a really good time. There's one story I'm forgetting to tell. It cracked me up so much. So one of the girls at the bachelorette party found this like a super sweet guy that like loved her. Right. So he walked her back to the hotel room. They were just like hanging out, walking like behind us. We got there first, whatever. At the exact moment that I was leaving the like suites, we're staying at the hotel, which by the way, I see, I can make an argument for both Airbnb and hotels, but I have to say what was so nice about the hotel, it was, it, I do miss being all together, but man, not having to clean up the next day and the guaranteed AC. Oof. There was a joke I was going to make, but I think it's too soon. Um, anyway, so it was it was all fucking good. Uh, anyway, so I like walk out of, out of the room and I see them and I get so excited, obviously, because like, I don't know why I'm, I'm so addicted to the like a good drama scandal. It's like I'm trying not to attract it in my life because I don't want to date somebody with all that that stuff. But like just it's it's like I like to not be a part of it, but watch it. And it wasn't even drama. It was just like juicy, you know, and I was like, oh, my God. So I like knocked on the door again. I was like, I found I was like, so and so just like walked by with their mans and immediately regret immediate regret because I was like, that was not the homie move because the drunk bride goes running down the hall and she like gets all up in these two's business. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I was like, I did this to you like. As a, as a fellow single bitch, I should not have done this to you, but I couldn't resist. Listen, Smashley was not a team player that day. She was like juicy. But uh, so the bride totally jumps in. Jenna, she she was hilarious. W- what I did miss, though, was when I like got into my room because she was trying to like spy on them a little bit. And I was like, OK, Jenna, like go back to your room. And she's like, I want to make sure you get into your room. OK, I'm like, I'm literally at the door. She's like, I want to see you get in. I was like, babe, it's too much. It's too much. So I get in my room. What I missed was when she ran away. She did a jeté, if I'm pronouncing that right, some like leap and she ate shit. And I was like, I missed that. I missed it. So listen, if your bride's not eating shit at your bachelorette party, I think you're doing it wrong. Absolutely doing it wrong. Hi, friends. I'm so excited to talk to you about one of my new favorite brands, Kitsch. I don't know about everyone else, but I'm going back into the office and Kitsch has not only been so useful from work from home life, it is also very helpful for going back into the office. So listen to this. I started with the very cute like cheetah print satin pillowcase that I'm obsessed with. It sets the tone for my new bedroom. I'm in love. And honestly, it really does make my skin and hair feel better. And I'm not just shitting you on that. And then when I was working from home, listen, I would do this thing where I would take a shower and then I would throw my hair up in the towel scrunchie. And then like when I felt like getting out of my pajamas and I had to have a meeting, I would go blow dry my hair and it cut down the time astronomically. And then now I've got like the little ice roller thing because now I have to be up and like get in a car and drive to work 
work. So I need to wake my ass up. And the ice roller just does just that. And it's so amazing, so helpful. And then I also got the heatless curler. So I can like curl my hair in that little, you know, pillow looking thing. And then I drive to work and I take it out and bam, I look flawless. I highly recommend Kitsch. They have all sorts of amazing products. Like I just named a bunch, but they have so much more. And you can get 15% off with promo code AshleySleek15. That is Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-E, Sleek, S-L-E-E-K, 15 and you can visit the link in my bio on Instagram to shop super easy. It's at Ashley Sleek on Instagram. Okay, bye. Okay, I don't have much in the world of juicy gossip for the second half of the podcast, you know. Um, I will say this. I think I'm, I think I know. I am making my return to the dating apps. I'm scared about it. I don't know. I think I'm just ready to start the next chapter. I was talking to Australia slash Motel 6 about this today. And I was like, you know, I think it really came from one of my girls, Sabrina, on the uh, bachelorette trip. She like really inspired me. We were chatting and I was like, you know what? I think it's time. I think I can like give this another whirl. And she said to try Hinge. So I did Hinge. I redownloaded Bumble. It's still weird, a little weird for me, but I'm trying to like power through. Hinge is just hard. I don't know. I think with Bumble, it's nice. It's an advantage that only people you like, you have to see. Because sometimes I get all excited about like a match on Hinge and I'm like, but why? You know? And I'm not saying that they're ugly. It's just like some of their profiles are weird. I do like the new voice feature because like I, as a uh, person in radio and in and, and podcasting, like obviously in voice stuff, I am oddly attracted to voices and a bad voice can be a very big turnoff. Like Mr. Gorgeous, his voice on the phone was bad and I should have known then but I really kept pushing and we're not doing that anymore. I'm trying to be, I'm not trying to be like a bitch and be like too picky. Like, you know, like, oh, you know, he's wearing like, I don't know, the wrong shoes in this picture. I'm not going to talk to him. It's like boys can be taught to dress better. You know what I mean? But it's more like, I'm not just going to be like, whatever, this guy can be cute. And I can look past these things on his profile. No, if I don't think it's a match, I'm not swiping. It's like you have to remember, like she mentioned to me that, you know, you, you're looking for what you like, too. And I, I you know, and I both my boy, my major, main, my main boyfriends from the past. So Scotland and Jimmy, um, they had like I have no regrets dating them. They had exactly what I was like looking for, you know, and um, well, except for jimmy's daddy issues but anyways um it was you know so that's nothing on them i'm just saying that like this next round you know i'm just like not gonna put up with shit this time like i'm the prize okay but also it was really interesting because i want to share this like one little thing that sabrina and i were talking about um and it was the difference between being treated well and being treated the way you want to be treated and i was like you know it's interesting to me because you can be treated well in a relationship, but it's not necessarily like the way you want to be treated. And I'm not talking about some weird like berate me in the bedroom shit. And I say we're not going to get into it anyways. I just mean that even though someone treats you, quote unquote, good, like they might be a good guy. It doesn't necessarily mean it's actually like good enough or the way you want to be treated. And it's like I think we get so quick to settle into like, Okay, but he's he's meeting my basic needs. And it's like, no, let's meet your needs needs. Like, let's meet what you're really looking for. And I think I fall a lot into, you know, I like him, so I'll look past it kind of things. And, you know, this is with the last I was like thinking back to the last time I was dating before Scotland, because, you know, obviously I had some runs there and there were guys like remember the guy that yelled at me? about not wanting to have kids. And I was like, okay, but do I have them now? And I was like, Ashley, no, (laughs) what are you doing? So sometimes it can be quick for us to like, kind of be like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to make this work. And it's like, it's not that you, you should not be thinking I can make this work, but more like I want to make this work and I want to be in this relationship. So I think that's like my new thought going into it. So one of my girlfriends I love talking to about dating from work, she said that she's on the league. And I'm just really nervous to download it because I think I'm going to get rejected. 
because she's like very pretty and I know the leaks were like professionals and stuff and I'm just I'm so afraid that I'm gonna like download it and get and get rejected but I do have three hinge conversations going right now and my conversations I mean that I messaged them and they messaged me back and I have not messaged back yet and I do have like a couple matches on Bumble this today is my first day and um I haven't messaged any of them this is why I'm so bad this I'm gonna die alone but it's okay it's work you have to like put in the work to find the love and um right now I went with a unique bio for Bumble not unique but I thought it would be funny to try to exploit the fact that I can't golf. I really wanted to put like basic, basic bitch looking for a fellow, like looking for the male basic bitch golfer. You know what I mean? But I was like, Ugh, guys, like, don't think it's funny to be called a basic bitch. And it's like, fine, whatever. But I was like, that is the basic bitch. Like if you're a golfer, you're a basic bitch. Don't try and fight me on it. But I do really want to learn golf. And I my dad was teaching me, but obviously now I don't live with him and I don't have a backyard. But I feel like golf is the way to a man's heart these days. So I put on my profile, I was like, really on here to find a golf coach. But if you also want to like grab a beer and fall in love, I'm down for that too. And listen, like it was bold, but we're going to work with it. We're going to see how it goes. We're going to like test this one out. I can always change my profile. Um, but yeah, so I feel like really excited to be back in the dating world. Hopefully that comes with lots of fun content as it has in the past. Um, and yeah, and then, okay, so listen, my I'm sorry, what moment of the week? <laughs> I feel like I know there's a whole subset of the podcast and I'm working on doing something specifically for weddings. So I probably should like wait on this rant. It's not a rant, but like it's whatever. But I'm gonna do it today anyways because it was fitting and I didn't have anything else to say. Listen, I just need everybody to know now that I think I'm not going to be one of those brides who's going to be helpful. And here's what I mean. Jenna, sweet baby angel, we were like at her shower and she was like, and I was mentioning that maybe when we get there, somebody can take Jenna to like the pool or to a bar and we can like decorate the hotel room. And she's like, no, I want to help. And I was like, why? Like could not be me. I And I don't know if it's just because I've done so many that now I'm like, I'm jaded, but I'm telling you bitches right now, I do not want to help decorate my own party. I decorate all my own birthday parties and I'm fine with it because I'm a type A control freak. I don't want to help set up my bachelorette party. I don't think I want to help at all. Listen, just like get me a wheelbarrow and push me around in it at this point. And <laughs> I'm sure like I'm sure my crazy is going to come out at some point. I think what I want to help with is like now that I, I like I want to help with location, but honestly, it might stress me out because I, I don't know where I want to go. I honestly at this point, like if I were to get married right now, I'd be happy to like stay in San Jose and like go to a Sharks game or even like a San Jose Giants game and then like get the little beer pedal bicycle downtown. It's not that I think about this all the time, but here's my deal. I just know that like, you know, I want the guest list to be popping and whatever, but like and maybe a theme like I love the Mean Girls theme. I think Scooby-Doo would be fun to do or like just Cartoon Network characters in general. Like someone give me the Powerpuff Girls. Like I want to be Scooby-Doo with a veil on. You know what I mean? Anyways, uh, my sister wanted to throw me. I remember she was going to throw me a Scooby-Doo birthday party. And then she talked about throwing me a Scooby-Doo ba baby shower. Oh, my God. I was choked on my own mistakes. Um, <laughs> uh, this day and age, I might have to have one too soon. Uh, anyways, so... Um, I uh, she was talking about throwing me a, a Scooby-Doo bridal shower. And at the time I was like, I want a classy bridal shower. And I was like, I don't know what I want by then in like 2030 or whatever. But um, I I don't think I'm going to want to do much work besides that. I feel like I'm tired. Like, I'm sorry. What? Like, I've been run, I've been doing bachelorettes for days. When it's my turn, I want to like get drunk, sit back and like not give a fuck about anything. And I understand like when you're a bride, you're like, you want everything to be good. And it wasn't Jenna. She wasn't trying to be controlling. She was just genuinely trying to be helpful. And I was like, but why? <laughs> like, it's your weekend. Why? Why? You know, I just think that I've adopted a princess mentality. And I was like, I don't know if I'll be a bridezilla. I think I might be like a stoner bride, like a very like I'm not I don't smoke weed, but just like a very like don't even I don't care. Let's do it. Let's just get drunk. And um, also, I just know that as a maid of honor, like 
when a bride wants too much involvement, it's a little bit. Um, this wasn't Jenna, by the way. She didn't. It's not like she wanted to be overly involved. She, I'm unfortunately used her ex- as an example just because she wanted to help. And it's not a bad thing. It's actually a good quality. And you should want to. I'm just thinking about how I'm such a fucking bitch and I don't want to. But I mean, in past ones, like I remember my first bachelorette that I was planning with Kim it was hard because the bride wanted to like be involved with everything but sometimes you just like want to surprise a bitch you know what I mean and so anyways I just think that I'm gonna be um I'm gonna be like a pillow princess of bachelorette planning I think I'm gonna do no work I'm gonna be back to being a starfish my starfish days were retired in the bedroom but for bachelorette party they might they might be back who's to say it's gonna be a long time unless one of these hinge guys wants to like get on my level real quick, you know? (laughs) Anyways, you guys, I am coming off the high of an amazing weekend. Thank you so much for sticking through one extra day and waiting for the podcast for me. It is 8.45 and I haven't eaten dinner yet, so I really need to go get my fucking shit together because I have therapy in the morning and, like, I can't have Andrew thinking I'm too much of a mess. You know what I mean? Um, I'm trying to get my life together. And anyways, I just, I had such a great weekend and... It was just such a fun reflection of so many years of friendship and true love. And obviously for me, like another reflection of like a past relationship and like how far that I've come since that and just this really great time. Like there's nothing like a bachelorette party truly when it comes to like female friendships. Like I just feel like in male friendships, like, you know, at Eloy and George's like bachelor party it's like I just know I'm gonna be friends with those people for the rest of my life a lot of them I was already best friends with but it's like you just know and every bachelorette party has like an unmatched vibe of just like we're here we're gonna have a good time like no drama just fun and honestly I haven't really been at a bachelorette party that's really had drama like so I've like knock on wood obviously but um it's just it was just an amazing time and I'm so glad I got to be there. I'm so honored to be still friends with Jenna for all these years and get to be standing by her side in just a couple months for the wedding. And, you know, to all it's just like it's so so fun to reflect. I know people ask me all the time about being in all these weddings and like every time it just it means so much to me that there are people out there who still like love me through all this like crazy shit and like want me to stand up there and like pour them shots of tequila down their throat but also like look really nice in a dress and probably cry the whole ceremony um specifically thinking of Ryan and Julie's where I like sobbed for so long so embarrassing but um (laughs) anyways I just um I'm really excited and I love you all so much and I hope everybody in the world finds the kind of love through friendships that I found and I hope that everyone in the world including myself finds the love in relationships that I've so thankfully got to watch um, as a bridesmaid over the last couple years and anyways so sentimental must be the beer okay let's go make some pasta okay bye